Welcome to Tucson New Thought. I feel like that's the perfect blessing for this new incarnation. And, uh, you know, last week when we talked about, oh, because I, I came to you, I said, I'd love for you to sing again. So oh, I'll sing next week. I'm like, great. Had I, you know, and I, and I didn't reach out to say, well, what's the song going to be? You know, which I often do. <laughs> and I'm grateful that I didn't because I got to have an experience of that song that would have been different had I known what it was going in ahead of time and had I had like an awareness and then I would have probably constructed something around it. And I'm just grateful to have had the experience. So thank you for that. Let the light of your presence, I'm grateful you left the lyrics here too. <laughs> Let the light of your presence be the light of our lives. Grant us happiness, mercy, and peace. Let the light of your Torah be the light of our dreams. Grant us goodness, grant us blessings and love. Let the light of humanity shine brightly in us all. I, that really, that really touched me. Grant kindness, compassion, and heart. Grant us kindness, compassion, and heart. May our willingness to live as one touch everyone's soul, and together we'll make a new start. Well, here we are making a new start. <laughs> Last week, I offered this opportunity for you to engage in spiritual practice, which was to say, get clear this week on the tools that you use the spiritual tools that you use? What do you practically go to in times? Because you know what? There's, if there's a minister who ever stands up and says that they have all the answers and that they never feel any pain and they've got it all figured out, run screaming from the room. <laughs> because the whole point of view of being in ministry, the whole point of view of being present to you in this capacity is to say that I have experiences too. And what I am here to do is to be a demonstration of the way we put the tools to work to change our lives, to change my life. And so the work last week was to say, get clear on the practical spiritual tools that you use and make a determination. Do they continue to work for you? And if they do, fantastic. And if they don't, find something new. Find something new because we are in constant states of evolution. We are constantly unfolding aspects and expressions of this infinite divine power. We are constantly unfolding. That means I am not the same person I was 10 minutes ago. I am certainly not the same person I was 10 minutes ago. So then the question is, how did the homework go? Good? Good. You remember to do it? No. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little clue in. I usually put the homework into the Tuesday email. <laughs> so if you read the Tuesday email, it's a good little reminder for you. <laughs> what did you say? I thought I signed up for it. Oh. You should sign up. You should all sign up for the emails. So engaging the tool is something that we can do, but here's what it does. Engaging the tool requires action in our lives. 
It requires action in our lives. It requires us to actually be involved in creating the change we would like to experience, creating the change we would like to unfold as our lives. It requires work, and nobody ever wants to hear that. It's my big joke. Those of you who are here for the first time, I always joke, I say, this philosophy is work until it's not work anymore because you've embodied a new idea to such a degree that it becomes the new expression of your life. But until you do that, I live by the motto, do the work, live the results. Do the work, live the results. Action is the point. In what way are we active living embodiments of this thing, this, this, this thing that I refer to as God, this thing that we often refer to as universal spirit or presence or whatever you choose to call it. It is an ineffable, un, it is an ineffable, you can't describe it, un, indescribable thing. And the minute we put words to it, we've limited the idea. And I'm so tired of limiting the idea of even that. I don't want to live a limited life anymore. And so our job is to utilize the spiritual tools in action to open ourselves up to a more magnificent experience of this thing called life. We are greatness on demand, G-O-D. We are God. That is who we are, greatness on demand. But are you demanding of yourself the greatness that you inherently are? I see some heads out there going, no. It's time to start. Yesterday was not the point, clearly, because you didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> and tomorrow, if you, can, if you say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and you keep putting it and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. You notice how tomorrow is always tomorrow? It's never this moment. You ready? Feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> Feel the fear and do it anyway. Ernest Holmes. <laughs> what? Yes. Hold the book up. <laughs> Ernest Holmes wrote this, one of the great difficulties, this is one of my favorite quotes, one of the great difficulties in the new order of thought, new thought, is that we are likely to indulge in too much theory and too little practice. <laughs> I know so many people in this movement who can tell you, who can basically go to the, the, the primary text and they can, they can quote this like, you know, uh, an evangelical con minister can quote the Bible. They can say, oh yes, one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. It's right there in the book. I mean, I can do that too, but you know what? There are some people who do that, but I don't see them living it. And I don't want to sit here in judgment. I'm not going to stand here in judgment of them. I'm just going to say that what I look at is a reflection of the unwillingness in me when those people are in my life to not do the work. And it says, I'm at choice now. I get to decide to step into actually being who I say I am. This is the great opportunity that we have when anybody comes into our lives and we may find ourselves in judgment of them for any purpose if they are a reflection of that which is within our hearts that has an unwillingness. And so our work is to remember that and not be in judgment because that is the mirror. I talked about the mirror a week or two ago. That is the mirror. And it says to each and every one of us, ah, oh, I see, I know who I am, and I choose now to take action in my life. Because once you see the reflection, you're at a choice point. 
to take action, to practice the philosophy. Do you want change in your life? Yes? yes? yes. You can actually answer that. It's not a rhetorical question. Do you want change in your life? Yes. It takes practice. It takes practice. You have to actually engage in the practice of doing it. Door to door, here's the other opportunity that you can have. Do you want to live in an echo chamber? Because if you do, that requires nothing. It requires nothing. It just means, oh, I'm going to go about my day hunky-dory. All is well, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my life doesn't feel too great, but all is well, right? Mm -hmm. oh. A former student of mine posted on Facebook this week, and, and, and I don't... <laughs> What I will preface this by saying is it's in relationship to current affairs, which then people say they get nervous because they're like, is he going to get political? And I'm not here to get political. But this is what he posted, and I just, wanna, I just wanted to give you the heads up. In relationship to current affairs, he wrote this. I was told by someone who I respect, who studies the energy of things and the healing arts, that I only need to keep my vibration high and not be concerned with the negative aspects that this is all being the, he, there's an expletive in there, so I'm gonna say all being the stuff. This is all bringing the stuff to the surface so that it can be cleared and healed. There was something that really caught me there though. All, the only thing I need to do is keep my vibration high and not be concerned with the negative aspects. No. If those things are in your sphere, they are there as a reflection of something that is within you, and you are in a choice point to do something about it. I read this. That was my, that my, my reaction to the reading. This is, and I wrote this as a response. I said, this is classic bypass. This is classic spiritual bypass to say, all is well. I'm going to go sit on the mountaintop and know that all is well and all is good. And you know what? Fundamentally, at the infinite level, that is true. At the absolute level, that is true. But we are living lives of the divine as our own, and so we have infinite experiences that may not feel so good. And I'm saying, I live experiences that don't feel so good sometimes, but I know that I have the tools to put into place to allow them to be good because I can change my experience. That's the whole point of the philosophy. Change your thinking, change your life which we have rooted into this next notion, change your beliefs, change your life. I said, it's classic bypass. I only need to keep my vibration high. And it is. Let's all walk around with a high vibration. But trust that as we lift ourselves up into that high vibration, that it is being reflected in the world around us because that is impelling us into the action of our lives, not just sitting on a mountaintop. A high vibration does not necessarily translate into action. The movement of spirit as us is just that. It is movement. Spirit is in a constant state of evolution, which is why this is a center for spiritual evolution, to say that we must be precipitating our own evolution. Wow, it is so cool to be up here. Just like having a moment. <laughs> As I talk about evolution, I'm like, this is the evolution of an idea that started 22 months ago in her living room. Oh. 
but it's because I took action in my life to say, this is what I want. I'm going to allow my consciousness to be in a particular state of beingness that is aligned with what it is I would like to experience. And you know what? To the degree that I keep that vibration high and leads me into action, I always take the right action. Ah. That's the value of keeping your vibration high, is that it will lead you into taking the right and proper action for the perfect flow of your life. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I had to get over that real fast. I had to get over the idea that my ministry had to look like anybody else's ministry. It doesn't. Because I used to, well, I was going to say, I used to compare myself a lot with my mentor. I still do sometimes. (laughs) That's my work. It's my work to do. But it doesn't, my ministry doesn't have to look like that. Your lives do not have to look like the lives of anybody else. They need to look like your life. And the only way that it can look like your life is to practice and take action. The practice, part of the practice of the philosophy is the activity of changing your life. If you want healing in the world's current affairs, healing unfolds through action. We, we teach a particular mode of practice called, now those of you who are here for the first time, you're about to hear a jargon term. And I'm just giving you fair warning because it's one of those terms that go, people go, what is, huh? We teach a practice called spiritual mind treatment. And it also sounds funny. It's like, oh, that sounds very woo-woo, doesn't it? Spiritual mind treatment is affirmative prayer. We teach prayer within this philosophy. We teach a constructive affirmative prayer that is saying we're going to take charge of how we express. In our form of prayer, we are not praying to God. Remember what I said earlier? I said we are God. We are praying as God. We are staking the claim for our expression of life as this divine power at the level of our expression and understanding of it. So we teach treatment. Ernest Holmes says a treatment is an active thing. It is not passive work we teach. If we want change in our personal lives, we must be in action. So I agree with Ernie. What's that? I, I, I trust he's pleased in whatever plane of action he is on at this moment. We celebrated his 133rd birthday this week. Yeah. Action heals. Taking action heals. Have you, ever, have you ever harmed yourself by having an open wound? <laughs> such, a pleasant, such a pleasant thought in, you know, on a Sunday morning. But think about it. If you've ever cut yourself, you know, if you are, if you are in inaction, if you don't take care of that, what happens? It can become infected. And the likelihood is that it will become infected if you don't take care of it. So you have to take action to heal. Action heals. This is an excerpt. So this is my former student's post. This is an excerpt of what I wrote. Did I mention that the guy who wrote the thing was a former student of mine? Okay. All of a sudden I wrote, former student, I thought, I don't remember saying that. Um, This is what I wrote. The nature of spirit as us is expressed through our circumstances, 
Our work is to consciously address the circumstances. It all starts in mind. That's the high vibration. It all starts in mind. But if it doesn't lead to action in the world of form, then our mental work is fruitless. If prayer does not reveal itself in activity, then the prayer has not been answered. I'm going to say that again. It's very important. If the prayer does not reveal itself in activity, then the prayer has not been answered. The impulse into action is always the answer to the prayer. Always. That's the whole point of prayer. Now, when you take class with me, one of the things I'm going to make you memorize is to say, what is the purpose of prayer? And the answer, students, the purpose of prayer is to change our minds. But in the changing of our minds, it must impel us into action. Otherwise, our minds actually haven't been changed. We're just, we're just kidding ourselves. The answer to prayer is always met with action in action. Our spiritual work, if we do not experience an impulse, then the work is incomplete. So one of the, one of the practical tools that I use and I invite you to take for yourself, it's the homework, <laughs> is to stop yourself at any point, not just this week, although I'm gonna have you put a special focus on it this week, to stop yourself at any point where you're going through the world and you find yourself saying, I can't. If you find yourself at any point saying, I can't, Stop yourself. Find some method, some tool. You know, you know the, oh, you know the no complaining where they, they, like, if they find themselves complaining, they put the bracelet on the other hand. Find something like that. And if you find yourself saying, I can't, put the bracelet on the other hand and then, or on the other wrist, and then ask yourself this question, what can I do? And allow yourself to find the answer. Allow yourself to be impelled into action through that answer. What can I do? The practice of science of mind calls for a positive understanding of the truth, I'm sorry, of the spirit of truth, a willingness to let this inner spirit guide us, guide us to action. God is a verb. God is action. And you are God. You are the activity of this infinite divine creative power at the level of your understanding and expression of it. You are the activity of God. Live in action. Lights, camera, action. Each week I do explain to you, right? I think I say it pretty much every week. I say every single week, you, me, we, we are God. Let us truly take that to heart. God is that greatness on demand. The demand is for what? Action. Sensing a theme here? Because God is active as us. So that is the homework. Replace the words, I can't, and ask yourself the question, what can I do, and be led into action by the answer. On the last Sunday in January, I often read, I don't know, this has just become my habit. I often read what is on page 423 of The Science of Mind. 
I'm not going to read it in whole, but what I really would like to do is to have you just close your eyes and hear these words and take them on for yourself. He writes, what the world needs is spiritual conviction followed by spiritual experience. I would rather see a student of this science prove its principle than to have them repeat all the words of wisdom that have ever been uttered. It is far easier to teach the truth than it is to practice it. But the practice of truth is personal to each. And in the long run, no one can live our lives for us. To each is given what they need, and the gifts of heaven come alike to all. How we shall use these gifts is all that matters. How we shall use these gifts is all that matters. And that's my message. Namaste. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of My Sunday Message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.